0: That's l-t-m-b-i-y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at let this mind be in you. Thank you for joining me again on Let this mind be in you. On tonight's broadcast, uh, we're going to be in the book of Second John, and uh, so we just completed the uh, the study in the book of First John, and uh, so I felt uh, led to just go ahead and continue on into Second John. We're going to be looking at the elect lady, uh, speaking about that a little bit, talking about truth and love, and also walking. Not just talking about um, loving each other and and all these things in just word, but also in deed. We're going to be talking about walking, and um, and the the title of this is "Walking in Truth." So, thank you again for joining me. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be in You. It's another Thursday, and uh, if you were with us or you saw the last video from last week. Um, I, I know some people may watch them out of order or whatever, that's fine, uh, but um, if you were with us last week, um, I finished up the book of First John, and so I thought it would be just necessary and proper, and I, I felt led to just go ahead and go right into Second John. Um, these three epistles or letters from John to different groups, and uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit tonight on um, uh, with a uh, in regards to second John. And, um, as I'm doing this here, um, I want to just say hello and welcome to you. If you're listening in on any of the podcast platforms, I'm, I'm so appreciative, um, if you do that. And, um, if you have a way, uh, to just let me know that you're listening on podcast, um, you have to have so many people, uh, tuning into those podcasts, uh, whatever the platform is. Um, so would you do me a favor? Um, you have to have a lot of people on there uh, for the analytics to even show up, really. So what I'd like you to do, if you listen to any of these um, these teachings and and lessons on any of the podcast platform, would you send me an email? And I'll give it out once more. Uh, my email is ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I'd love to hear from you. That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Go ahead and send me a a small little message and say, Hey, uh, Brother D'Angelo, I listen to you on pick a whatever podcast platform you listen to. And uh, just tell me uh, that you, uh, you know, whether or not it sounds good or whatever like that um, and that it's, it's working for you. Okay. So I, I just, I'm just kind of interested to know, um, and a little bit curious about that on, um, if you're tuning in and you're watching these and you uh, tend to watch these videos, uh, the video versions, um, on either Facebook or YouTube, Um, also welcome to you. And um, I know uh, it's a little bit easier to track that analytically, uh, but I would still love to hear from you. So leave a comment below on either Facebook or YouTube and just say hello. Also, as I mentioned last time, uh, so it helps with the algorithm Uh, not being monetized. uh, It helps when you like it helps when you uh, share. It helps when you subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell or whatever, however you are doing it, whatever platform. And what that does is it helps to drive up the view rate. Um, essentially, what that does is it helps to get the, um, if somebody's just searching through videos with like a generic theme of, say, Bible, um, that. The video would be really low towards the bottom unless a lot of people are liking, sharing, commenting, and doing things like that. So, uh, if you would help me out there, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, helps to get the message out for those that have been listening for a long time. I really, really appreciate uh, you being here and um, and learning along with me. Because uh, as I've mentioned before, it's it's this is for my growth as well, uh, grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as well as try to die daily and um, be conformed to the image of Him. And that's what I'm trying to do so I can have this mind, let this mind, allow this mind be, to be in you. You know, let this mind be in you, as it says in Philippians two five. So I'm really thankful that you came by. All right, so that's a quick little introduction and um, a little... You know a little bit of uh, administrative stuff uh, right out of the get-go, but we're going to be in Second John. So turn uh, your King James Bible to Second John. It's a very short letter, uh, very short, and we're going to discuss a few things. Uh, it, this shouldn't take too long, but I uh, really encourage you to listen uh, to the entire thing. If you have to stop and pick it back up later on, I totally understand. And uh, I'm just so thankful that anybody, anybody at all, is helped in any small way. I'm so thankful to the Lord. All praise, honor, and glory goes to him. And um, he's the only one that's worthy of praise. So uh, anyways, open your Bibles, King James Bibles, please, to 1 John chapter 2. Or excuse me, 2 John. There's only one chapter. Okay. <laughs> so I, instead of uh, I said that wrong, I apologize. Like I said, I don't go back and edit these videos. Um, this is shooting raw. And uh, I shoot this raw, and I whatever happens, happens. Just like when I was back home, um, uh, back in my home studio and doing the live broadcast. Um, so I try to keep it as as similar to that as I possibly can. And um, uh, so for those that don't know, I'm deployed right now and I'm in Spain. And uh, be praying for me. Uh, there's a lot of different things coming down the pike. And uh, I just want to be conformed to his image, like I said, and to do his will. I want to be surrendered to his will. So would you pray for me to be surrendered to his will? I'd really appreciate that. And uh, also, again, if you have any kind of prayer request and you'd like, you like me to pray for, I, I'm more than happy to do such. And um, make sure you leave it in the comments below. Also, if you're on Facebook, uh, the Let This Mind Be In You Ministries page there, the Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, if you search for that on Facebook, and, of course, if you're watching this on there, you can see that. Uh, there's also a discussion group. Um, it's a little bit more controlled on that one. Um, I have to hear your a little bit of a brief testimony, and uh, and you have to agree to a few things. But in that discussion group, I would love to hear from you there. Um, that's where you can discuss maybe a recent video or something like that. So that's there available all free, or as they say in Espanol, gratis. Okay, I think I did that right. All right, <laughs> anyways. All right, right. Second John, and we'll start in verse 1. Now, I'm going to read the first verse, and then we're going to kind of talk about something. It's not controversial. Um, I go back and forth every once in a while. I'll just bring it right out there. It says here in verse in verse number one of Second John, the elder un, and that's John. He's writing, so this is from John the elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also they that have known the truth. Now it keeps going, but let's let's pause really quick in verse number one and just discuss it just very quickly. Um, who is this elect lady? Now, is it a a person? Is it a singular person? Is it um, a a group of believers there, a body of believers? I go back and forth on it. Now, the next verse kind of has solidified it in my mind. There's even a thought out there that this is speaking, this is some sort of letter written to um, Mary. Now, before people started kind of going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I've heard it been mentioned before. Um, I'm not gonna tell you where, and uh, but there, I've heard it mentioned, so I just wanted to mention it very briefly that some believe, some, that this is Mary, the earthly mother of Jesus. Um if you remember at the cross, um, I think this is some of what of their their thinking behind it. Um remember at the cross that it's that Jesus said, uh, Behold thy son, and, um, you know, woman, behold thy son, son, behold your mother, or something like that. I, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't look this up, um, that exact passage. But you know at the cross, uh, Jesus speaks to the only disciple, the only um, one that did not abandon him, and um, was John, the beloved. That's who this is speaking of right here. Now remember, as we talked about in 1 John, this is not John the Baptist. This is the disciple John. Um, and it is, I guess you would say speculated that John from that point on, and I think it's even mentioned somewhere in the Bible. I'm just not quite, it's not clicking right now in my head. If somebody wants to leave a comment and they know exactly where that's found, where John takes Mary into his house, I think I remember seeing it somewhere. I just can't be positive as as of this moment. Uh, but if you know where that's at or, uh, go ahead, leave it in the comment section below. Uh, but anyways, that, now, some people speculate that this letter was written to Mary and at, at this, this home church and that um, because it says in the children, and her children, whom I love in the truth. I don't, I'll just tell you right now that I don't really ascribe to that. I, there's the next verse, is, it'll, it'll show you why, but I just wanted to make that, I just wanted to bring that up. Some maybe have heard of that before or whatever that this is written to Mary or even that um, uh, specifically to a specific woman um, and that had many children and that in her home was used. Maybe she was a widow and maybe her home was used as the gathering place for whatever local body that this was written to. I just don't know about that, okay? I will tell you why as we read verse 2, okay? For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us, Forever, now we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. But as you read down through three, verse three, and then verse four, it seems to be kind of like the opening to like a normal letter, right? You're you're speaking to a normal person, but usually you would write it to with the name of the person. John doesn't choose to do that, so that tells me I think this is more of a general. Um, like an analogy term, Uh, not saying that the church necessarily is feminine. Uh, Well, that's another discussion for another day. But the the body of believers um, here is that's what he's kind of talking about, and that the many children could be the people that have maybe moved to a different location and started another body of work there as the Lord has led and so forth and so on. Uh, Let's just read down through 3 and then 4 as well. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Um, So could it be written to a, a specific person and her children? Yes. Do I believe it's Mary? No. And here's a brief description why. I think this is many, 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 many years after uh, Christ was crucified, uh, was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven um, 40 days later. I say all that to say this. Even if Mary was very young at the time of her betrothal and then when she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, even if she was very young, if this is 60 years beyond Christ's um, birth. And let's just say Mary was 15, 16 years old, which wouldn't be uncommon for that time. Let's just say she was. Well, that would make her about 76, 80 years old. Now, could it be that? Now, if this was written 60 years later, I personally think this was written many, many years later than that. Uh, John, remember, um, it's estimated that he was in his 90s uh, when he finally passed away. Uh, I just don't know. However, I think that I think that Mary would be very, very old if she was still alive at the writing of this. I don't think she was. Don't know. I don't have anything to prove that. That's just why well, I'm saying it's not. Could it be a specific lady and her children? Maybe, possibly. But I do believe, um, as of right now, I, I, like I said, I kind of go back and forth between whether it's a specific lady and her her actual children and a, an analogy for the church. Um, but as of right now, that's where I'm at. I'm at this is talking to the church. This is speaking to a local body of believers, and as such, I believe it's very applicable to us. And you'll see why as we get further on into this portion of the letter. Okay. Now. That's the elect lady. Now, let's go back up to verse 2. Let's, let's dissect these a little bit more. Verse number 2, it says, um, For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Now, I did a study, oh, man, it's been over a year or so ago, where it talks about D- Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead. And in that, I use John chapter 14 um, and to talk about that. But one of the main words that I talk about is dwell dwelleth, you know, in us. It means lives, resides, abides. And Jesus even says, I will make my abode. You know, we will make our abode, speaking of him and the Father. Um, So I just wanted to kind of mention that if you want to go back and and watch or listen to that, that study. But dwell is very specific here, okay? And I also think that this is, speaking of all Christians here, dwelleth in us all, you know, the father of us all is in us all, as it says in Ephesians. This is why I think that this is to the church, to a local body of believers there. But it says dwelleth in us and and shall be with us forever. Now remember, in our entire study of 1 John, we really dissected it. We really just got the word of God to say what it says. You cannot lose your salvation. It is forever forever. When Christ makes his abode with you, it's forever. He's, no He's not going to cast anybody out. okay? Now the the remember, the theme of First John was talking about, are you in the faith? You've got to be sure. And once you are sure, because you can know remember first John five, as we talked the last time, you can know, your joy can be full. You can be able to rest and to lean with confidence, confidence in that fact that you cannot lose your salvation. It's forever. And it says, shall be with us forever. But not only that, it talks about the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us. Now, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is speaking about Jesus. You know, Paul said, Christ in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, this is speaking of Jesus. Now, we know that that it's uh, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, Remember, as we talked through First John 5, this all kind of ties in that it, these three are one. I believe in three distinct, very separate, distinct members of the Godhead. These three are one, one being. But I just wanted to tie that back to that study because I really talked about that quite a bit, the whole matter of dwelling. Because it says the Father dwells, the Spirit dwells, and Jesus dwells in us. This is speaking of Jesus, the truth in us, okay? Uh, Again, I can't describe or explain it, okay, how all that works. I can't. I just know what the Bible says, okay? So again, distinct, separate three. But these three are one. These three are one, one being. Three members one being. I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. Because if you read it and try to take a bunch of things out of context, you can say, well, it seems like there's talking about two gods, three gods, and so forth and so on. No, okay? We serve one God, and we're going to talk about that later on in this study. But let's move on. and Check my time here. Okay. Verse number three. Now, when I do these studies... I, the stuff I have written down here are just little, just little jots of verses. I don't have anything scripted. Okay, so so if I ramble on too much, I'm just going with what the Lord's laying on my heart right at this exact moment. So I apologize. Sometimes I do ramble on, and and uh, I just want to make sure I make this concise and very understandable. Uh, so be praying for me to be surrendered again, not my will but His. Okay. All right. Verse number three. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Now, I really wanted to the key in on that, truth and love. It's been said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a well-known uh, symbol, a symbolism or uh, an analogy, okay, a story, a, an account. If you say, hey, look, here's, here's an example of truth and love. If somebody loves you, they're going to tell you the truth. Example being, if I my kids are in a house, I love them, but it's on fire. I'm telling them the truth. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to tell them the truth. The house is on fire, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that they understand that, and, and, and you know, they're too small, obviously. But I would go in there and, and get them out, okay? But if you have a friend, so somebody says that they're your friend, but they don't tell you the truth, they don't love you. Okay, I I don't know how how much better to put that. It's not a true friend. Somebody who lies to you, or now there's ways of of you know the whole thing of like, hey, does this you know shirt make me look big or whatever like that. You can be tactful, but it'll be like, you know, I think it looks very nice on you or whatever. You're not lying to them or or anything like that. But I'm talking about real matters. Okay, real things that matter. They're going to tell you the truth because they love you. Anybody that's going to lie to you doesn't have your best intentions at all. They don't love you if they're lying to you like that, okay? So please don't come and say, well, you know, my husband doesn't love me or my wife doesn't love me because I asked her, does this make me look fat or big or whatever? I'm not talking about something silly like that, okay? I'm talking about actual matters of truth. You're going to tell somebody the truth. Hey, Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. He is the only way. There's no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. When he says these things, I believe them. And so in order to tell you the truth, I'm going to give you the truth, the word of God, and love. I'm not going to look, folks. I'm not going to yell at people and scream at them and try to get them to, you know, berate them and beat them over the head until they finally, you know, oh, okay, yeah, sure, just leave me alone. That's not telling somebody truth in love because they make a false profession or something like that where they're just trying to get you off their doorstep or out of their way. It's got to be the work of the spirit. But we are to be ambassadors to just give the word in truth. In love, hey, I love you. Well, I'm this, and I've done this, and I've done that. Hey, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he made a way of escape. God committed his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The perfect Lamb of God, God in flesh, died for your sins. That's telling somebody truth in love. Turn over real quick to Ephesians 4.15. Ephesians 4, in chapter chapter 4, Ephesians four verse 15 Ephesians 4:15 I just want to read you this real quick we've done the study through Ephesians but let me just read this Ephesians 4 and verse 15 it says but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ we are to speak the truth in love not only to the lost but also to each other may grow up into him in all things look this is truth. I'm giving you the truth. I'm just saying what the Bible tells, says plainly, okay? I, it, be about the word. I don't have my own... I don't have any sort of uh, ulterior motive behind this. I want us to grow in the truth and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way to do that is to give you truth, but in love, okay? Um, Lord, help me to never be one that's sitting there... Uh, yelling at anybody or, or doing things out of spite and telling them that I hate them and that I wish they burn in hell. No, by no means. Are you kidding me? No, never. That's an eternity separated from God burning in torment for all of eternity. I, why would I wish that? I wouldn't wish that upon anybody at all. So as God is my witness here, as long as I'm in my right mind, which is his mind, I'm going to tell the truth in love. Here's another Here's another good one. First Peter chapter 1. I really wanted to read this. So go back towards 1 um, and 2 John there in 1 Peter. 1 Peter, back towards the back of your Bible there. 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse number 18, and we'll read down through verse 25. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. Amen for that. As silver and gold, I mean, you know, these things are silver and gold. They'll pass away. They'll melt with a fervent heat one day. From your vain conversation, your vain walk, your empty walk, received by traditions from your fathers. Now, this is in, in context of speaking to the Jews, but also of us, the vain traditions. Traditions of the fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, that's how you're redeemed, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, shown clearly. God in flesh was made manifest, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, amen, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth, here comes the word again, forever. For all flesh is as grass. It's going to burn up. It's going to go away. And all the glory of man as a flower of grass. It's temporary. No matter how much of a billionaire you are, it's temporary. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But this is what you need in you for eternal life. But the word of the Lord endureth. Here's the word again. Forever, and this is the word which, by the gospel, is preached unto you. Here's the good news, the gospel, which abideth forever. Truth and love. I'm just giving you truth in love. You can choose whether or not you believe it or not. You can choose to reject it. It's not. It's not for me to decide. It is a personal decision. You want to come to the end of your own ways, your own self-righteousness, and put your faith and trust in his finished work, the shed blood of the precious lamb of God. I can't make that decision for you, but in love, I'm going to tell you the truth. Going back now to verse number four in 2 John. It says here, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. Now, that's interesting. They weren't just talking it. They were walking in truth. So walk ye, as Paul put it, so, uh, you know, as the Spirit led him, obviously, but very succinctly, so walk ye. And this is John saying, hey, I'm rejoicing that you're walking the walk, not just the talk turn over real quick to Colossians 2.6. I just wanted to show, you know, we're talking about Paul here. Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 6. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. See? Pretty simple. So walk ye. You've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He's not taking over your will. You still have to die to self, as Paul talks about. You have to surrender to his will. He's not going to sit there and dominate you to make you do exactly what he would have you to do. You still have free will. Boy, there's sometimes. Now, I'm, I'm thankful for that because we know that that's true love, okay? If you're doing things because you're being forced to, that's not out of love. It's because you're being forced. But he, he can absolutely do that to us if he wanted to. But he wants to know that we love him. Love, keep commandments. We're going to talk about that here in a second. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing you want with your children, for them to walk in love towards you, not just to obey you, but in love. There's something about that. It's different. My, we tell our little kids, we, we our little babies, we say, now do this, Dominic, do this, Millie Grace. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and usually it's not of their own uh out of love let's put it that way but every once in a while so i'm like now now listen you need to do that well and they, when they break you can tell and it's out of love it's like, yes mommy yes daddy boy that's something special Um, just thinking about it right now, it's kind of getting me kind of (laughs) emotional and it's been a really weird week for me getting emotional. I think, you know, first deployment without having, um, with being away from, you know, having children and being away from them and my wife, it's just something different. So I've been dealing with that. So pray for me about that as well, that I would just have strength. But anyways, I digress, um, truth and love. We've been talking about that walk, not just the talk, as it says in Colossians 2, 6, now back in second, John. Verse number five and six, we're going to read together here, and then we'll go back through it. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee. Now, that is why when it says thee, and it's talking about the lady, that is why there's very specific things in the, Eng- in the King James English there where this is more than just one person. But he's speaking to the lady, one church, right? Or one thing but the I don't know. I I don't know like the the these and the thou's are there for a reason. So when like anyways, I I they could be singular here and again I'm just I think that's what the T's are singular and the and the Ys uh ye are plural. I might have that backwards right now. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, but the point is is that He's talking about a root a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another, and this is love that we walk after His commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Now, uh, we're going to really quickly talk about how this ties back into again that the study about John fourteen, the biblical Godhead, all these different things, but more specifically when it's talking about the commandment here. So it ties back in with that, John 13, 14, and 15, and I'm going to tar- turn to a few of those verses, and then we'll tar- turn to a few New Testament or Old Testament verses um, here in the end, okay? So it talks about from the beginning. Let's quickly turn to John 13. I'm going to try to get through these as quick as I can. I have a very short little letter here, and uh, it's, it seems like it's going to go on for a little bit, but that's okay. This is all good. John chapter 13, verse number 34, that's the first one I want to read. It says here, a new commandment I give unto you. Now, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye love one, that ye also, excuse me, love one another. A new commandment. Hmm. That doesn't seem very new. Uh, there's there's some, there's some added things in here. I, again, I don't want to keep going... Um, like I said, on these little side trails. But just think about this. As he says, a new commandment, they were so ingrained in the law that they would take things completely by the letter of the law, right? The best way I can describe this is that when Christ says he is, you know, Christ is love, you know, he's all love. Uh, Christ died for us because he loved us. Uh, So with that being said, this is the new commandment. He's also the, the new testator. He's the new commandment. Um, so there's a lot of different things in here. Don't get tw- uh, stuck on the word new commandment. This is was from the beginning, and I'll show you that too. John chapter 14 and verse number 15. So one page over. John chapter 14 and verse number 15, it says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Who wrote those commandments? God, this is Jesus speaking here. He is God. In verse number 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he, is, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Okay, this is starting to make a little bit more sense. He's in us. So therefore, since he is shown to us, he's been made manifest. We now have his spirit. We are to now have the mind of Christ. Things Right here, let this mind be in you. God is love. We are to love one another. Brethren, love one another in truth. Truth and love. Boy, this all ties together so nicely because the Bible is not a man-made book. Verse number 10 of John chapter 15. John chapter uh, 15, verse number 10, it says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Interesting. Now let's turn really quick to Isaiah 42 and verse one. I just wanted to read this because it kind of just—I I thought about this verse for some reason. So let's uh, let's turn over there to Isaiah chapter 42 and verse number one. I think uh, if you've read your Bible, you should know where I'm, I'm talking about here. It says, "Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect." In whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. And as it keeps going down here reading through here, this is speaking about Jesus Christ. And the Father is talking about this is my beloved Son. The soul of the Godhead said, In whom I delighteth, in whom my soul delighteth. Now look at um, Deuteronomy 6.5. Now this is the law, right? This is the commandment given. I, and I have a reason for going back here, all the way back here to Deuteronomy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. At the beginning of your Bible here. Deuteronomy chapter 6. So get over there real quick. 6 and verse number 5. It says here, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Now, this is going to play importance here because I've, I want to take you now to the account of Jesus. is being. Uh, they're trying to trip up Jesus. The religious leaders, the, uh, the, the ones that are trying to adhere to this uh, system, and they're trying to trip up Jesus because he's claiming to be God. Make no mistake about that. He is claiming it. Because every single time he does, boy, they want to kill him. They want to kill him right away. Uh, so Matthew chapter 22, I'm sorry I didn't get you the verse there, and we're going to read verses 34 through 46 very quickly because it, it, it really does matter. Matthew 22, uh, verse number 34, and we'll read down through for, uh, verse 46, okay? It says here, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Now, these are the rival factions. You know, these are the ones that the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They're the like the you know the different sects. You know, the sect um, that uh, that have their own opinions on this and that and the other thing. Okay, when they saw the Sadducees basically got put in their place, they're not talking anymore. Now the Pharisees are like. Well, those losers, of course not, you know, but here we go. We're going to trip them up. Here it goes. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, well, that explains a lot, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? ha we got you here. Here here it comes. Here's the one that wrote the law. (laughs) It says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. I think it was because of the soul part. I think I was going somewhere with that. I'm, I'm sorry. I just went in a really quick rabbit trail in my own brain. Get, get, get back to this. Anyways, I was speaking about Isaiah 42, the reason why I went to soul. Sorry. And with all thy mind. Okay. Verse number 38. Back in Matthew 22. Focus, Michael. All right. Verse number 38, this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked him, okay, my turn. Jesus says, I'm going to ask you a question. Look what what God in flesh tells these guys. Look at the question. Saying, what think ye of Christ? Basically, who's this, Who's your Messiah? Who who is this Messiah? How who is he supposed to be? You know, that's what he's trying to ask him. That's what he's asking him. What think ye of Christ? Who son is he? They say unto him, Yeah, that's easy. The son of David. Now Jesus fulfilled that, did he not? He was of the tribe of Judah. So was. David, <laughs> he was in the direct lineage of King David uh, on his both his parents' side, earthly parents, you know, like, again, I don't have to explain that again, that he was not born of man. But anyways, he saith unto them, verse number 30, uh, 43, how then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, now this is, this is asked several times in Hebrews, still trying to get the Jews to realize who Jesus is. That's what the book of Hebrews is all about. Go read it sometimes. This question this prophecy, sit down on my right hand, has been uh, was used quite a few times in the book of Hebrews. It's because it needs to get them it's trying to get them to realize who Jesus is. He is God. The God of their fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that was standing right there, was made manifest, stood right in front of them, said, "I am He." He couldn't make it any clearer. Look at what he says. He saith unto them, verse number 43, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool? That's found in Psalms 110. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? <laughs> and no man was able to answer a word, neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. They're like, well... <laughs> He's claiming to be the... He's, we know he's the son of David. We know he's of tr- what tribe he's from. We know his lineage. They kept really meticulous records of that kind of stuff back then. And uh, they're like, well, we know he's saying he's he's got the kingly line in him. Hmm. Now he's claiming to be God because God created David. That's why he's his Lord. He's greater than David. He, you know... <laughs> David's a man. Man was created by God. They know what question he was asking them here. They know, they knew that he was saying who he was claiming to be and who he was and who he is. Look at uh look at, over to Mark. This is interesting because of just the fact that it uses a term in here that I, I don't think I'm gonna t- talk about this in this study, but Mark chapter 12 and verse uh twenty-eight. I bet you some of you out there will understand the difference between these two accounts, Um, but we won't discuss it here. But anyways, Mark chapter 12, it's the same account, it's just different things are are led by the Spirit to put down. So I think it's interesting. But Mark chapter 12, in verse number 28 and through 34. Now, let's see uh, what Mark writes here. Uh, Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Here it goes. And he said unto unto them in his doctrine... Sorry, hold on. Oh, I think I wrote down the one second. This will give me just give me one second. I think I got the wrong chapter here. Oh boy, I told you this is not uh, <laughs> this is not scripted here. So I want to make sure. Uh, Oh, boy, there's dead air here. So I'm going to sit here and just talk about Man, It's in Mark. Am I on the right? Oh, that's why. I I was in verse 30. I was in 30. I'm sorry. It's verse 28 through 34. I said that and then I started reading verse 38. i I apologize. I knew I was in the right spot. I was just reading the wrong verse. I apologize. Mark chapter 12 in verse number 28, not 38. I'm sorry. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's interesting that he starts out with that. (laughs) Um, folks, he's claiming to be God. There's one Lord. (laughs) One. All right. And hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. Now, look at this. Look, look at what Jesus says here. And to love him, excuse me, he's still speaking here, this this lawyer. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all the whole burnt offerings And sacrifices, hmm, look what Jesus tells him. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, I think this guy knew what he was saying. He said, you're greater. Jesus is better than the sacrifices and everything because he was the sacrifice. He was the Messiah. It was veiled from them. They didn't have any ideas, or they didn't have any idea about the crucifixion and so forth. If they would have known, the Bible says, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have done it. They didn't know. But look what Jesus says. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, meaning, well, you know, kind of under his breath, but answering the question, I think he knew. He said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that durst ask him any question. I think he had a mental, I think he mentally at that moment, this this man that was Jesus was talking to, understood in his mind. Just, it needed to travel. He needed to come to the end of himself uh, and recognize who he was talking to as we do. We need to understand who he is. God that died for us. We need to come to our own the end of our own selves and say how am I comparing my righteousness which is as filthy rags, the Bible says to his it's his imputed righteousness that we need through his shed blood Hmm. but look at him boy you really read that that portion there in Mark 12 and boy that doesn't that just answer quite a bit of few questions for you I think it also clears up this whole debate of who Jesus was claiming he was he was claiming to be the one Lord, hero Israel. I think it's very interesting that that, that came up in that verse. Anyways, let's go back uh, to verse number seven. I got a little bit of a bug that flew right in front of my camera. Hmm. Uh, this is so good, though. Look at, uh, and we're finishing up here. We're wrapping it up. Look at verse number seven here. Second John, verse seven. It says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Now, we already covered this in 1 John, so for sake of uh, time, we won't cover this all again. Go back to those studies in 1 John. Um, So we already covered that. But look at verse number 8 down through 11. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. I think this is the beginning of a warning to beware. Watch out, church. Look at verse number nine. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that, abideth in the, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you have come to the end of yourself, not of works, lest any man should boast. As Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, it's his work, what he does in you. You abide in him. He abides in you. All the fullness of the Godhead. (laughs) All of them, okay? Just because it's the Spirit, the distinct, separated Spirit that's in us all, doesn't make him any less God in us all. The Father is in us all. Jesus is in us all. Um, Again, I'm not going to sit there and try to explain to you how that all works out because I can't. I just know what the Bible says. I can't. I just can't. I take it by faith. However, what the Word of God is saying here is that whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, if you don't ever come to that moment where you recognize who Jesus is and what he did for you, you don't abide in the doctrine of Christ. Now, in context, I know this is speaking about anybody that's trying to claim that God did not come in the flesh, is speaking heresy and doesn't abide in God. I know what this is speaking about in context, but it's also in relation to Christ in you, the hope of glory. If he's not in you, there's nothing you can do of yourself. You're without Christ, you're undone, you're you don't you're not abiding by the doctrine of Christ, okay? but in verse 10, it says, if there, come un, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed, for he that biddeth him godspeed speed is partaker of his evil deeds. There are what people would call Christian groups. There are. That do not believe that Jesus is fully God. I'm sorry. He is. That is, they are not abiding in the doctrine of Christ. Now, if you're out there and you've gotten wrapped up in some sort of uh, philosophy and traditions of men and so forth and so on, I encourage you to read your King James Bible and let it speak for itself. And if you're in a group of people that aren't abiding in the doctrine of Christ, in truth and love you need to tell them, but you also don't need to be a part of them anymore, I encourage you to get out. Now, that's going to be a hard thing if you're not, and I think that's why it's such a strong um, admonition from John here. There's another strong admonition in Colossians 2, and so we'll turn over there real quick. Colossians 2. We'll go back there real quick. There's another strong um, admonition, I would say. I would call it a a very strong admonition. When it says here in Colossians 2, verse number 8, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ, not after the doctrine of Christ, as it says there in 2 John. You've got to be very careful. Beware. There are people out there that do that. Good, I would say, good, wholesome people. Okay? And I'm telling you this in love the Bible is truth. And if you don't believe in the doctrine of Christ, you don't believe who Jesus Christ is, you're in a lot of trouble. Now, if you personally do, and you've come to the end of your your own uh, self-righteousness, you've humbled yourself and come as a broken sinner, repented of that and said, look, it's on you. You have paid the price. You've paid the penalty. Jesus paid it all. You've come to that moment but you're still around these group of individuals, you got to be really careful and get away. It's going to be very hard. Loved ones, so forth and so on. But I'm telling you in love that the Bible is very clear to say, not even to receive him into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Hey, God bless you. You know, just keep going, doing what you're doing you know, you have the best intentions out there. What you're saying is not true, but you have the best intentions, so God bless you, and I, I wish you the best. Yeah, no. We are to be about the Word of God, and it's very hard to break away from groups of people that aren't about the Word of God and don't believe who Jesus is. They can have the term or the, 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 the label of Christian on them all they want, but this is truth. So beware. I just wanted to give you that, that warning, as John gives the warning. It's very strong, and I know it's very hard. People that we love may be in error. We are not to berate them and, you know, shun them completely. We're to give them the truth and in love. However... Don't be wishing them Godspeed. This is what it's saying here, okay? Now let's finish it up. Verse number 12, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. When we come together as the body of believers, that's one of the main purposes, that our joy may be full. Because like-spirited, like-minded people, get together, that our joy may be full. You're going to be spending eternity with them, praising the one that's worthy of all praise. And so it's a very small brief moment of that. In retrospect to eternity, of course. All right, so closing remarks here. He's saying having many things right unto you, but he wanted to see them face to face. There's nothing like seeing somebody face to face. Uh, There's a lot of people that I talk to even face-to-face on uh, with our technology going on here, but it's just not the same as being in the same room with them, okay? That's the beauty and the strength and the joy that happens when you get together with a body of believers speaking truth and love. Verse number 13, The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. And he wraps up the, the letter there. Now, I know we covered quite a bit. I didn't intend to go almost an hour, but that's what happened. So I love you in the Lord. Hey, thank you for joining me for this. What I thought was going to be a brief 30 minutes turned into almost an hour, but it's the word of God and I get excited. So I hope you made it through the entire thing. Please watch these entire things, even if you have to break it up. And please, like I said at the beginning, write me a, uh, an email at ltmby at yahoo.com and tell me which platform you're listening to on for podcast reasons, or you just want to drop me a line of encouragement. I really appreciate it. It helps me. Okay? Then know somebody's out there listening. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great night uh, or morning, wherever you happen to be, uh, when when this posts later on. Okay? God bless you.